Brendan Cullen. I'm a senior lecturer at University of Melbourne and involved in the dairy research and the dairy farm at Dookie. Uh, so at Dookie Day, we've got a dairy precinct. Um, we're calling it Dairy Farms of the Future. So we've got an emphasis on new technology and current research which is going on in the dairy industry. We've got our robotic dairy farm at the Dookie campus. And so tours will be available to the, see the robots in action. Um, we also have Laylee coming. So Laylee is the company which uh, develops the robots. So they'll be um, having an industry display as part of the dairy precinct, featuring some of their latest technology which is coming into the industry. How do cows feel about robots milking them? The cows train themselves to come through the robots really easily. So just after a few days, uh, they'll get used to it. And one of the great aspects of the system is the cows move voluntarily around the system. So they come to be milked when they want to be milked and they can be milked multiple times a day or fewer times a day, depending on their level of production. I had no idea that if you're a cow, you kind of decide when you want to be milked. Yeah, so that's one of the really novel aspects of the robotic milking systems is the system relies on voluntary movement of cows. So um, as a farm manager, we aim to provide feed at certain times of day and in certain locations to stimulate the cows to move around uh, the farm, but they, they choose when they, when they want to. And one of the things we've been looking at from a research perspective is the order at which cows move, so the social interactions within the herd. So we have dominant cows who always tend to be first in the milking order, and we have other cows later in the milking order. And the first cows tend to be the higher producing cows and the later cows tend to be the lower producing cows. So we're thinking about how we can understand the grazing behaviour of the animals and then think about different technologies we might be able to use to manipulate that to improve overall herd production. So in some ways the data you're collecting from the robotic dairy has learnt to speak cow. <laughs> well, no, I think what we are doing is trying to look at novel ways that we can use the data. So we get an enormous amount of data about animal production and animal performance from the robots. So we are really trying to emphasise what novel ways we can look at that data and understand how we might manipulate the system. So one of the other projects that we'll feature at Dookie Day is our virtual herding project. So the virtual herding project, now that's a big collaboration with other universities and places. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we have a national um, research project funded by Rural R&D for Profit program. Um, so we're working collaboratively with CSIRO, University of Tasmania, University of Sydney, and also the commercial supplier, Adjacens, um, who are developing the intellectual property. And there's work going on around Australia looking at um, the effectiveness of this virtual herding technology and our focus is on looking at the cost-benefit analyses, so the applications of the technology in different industries, one of them being dairy, um, and also looking at other success factors, so the training, the support, the skills that are required to implement that on farm. I don't really understand how cows herd, so take me back to Cow Herding 101. So I guess in the context of the automatic system uh, at Dookie, a conventional farm will bring cows into the dairy twice a day 
And so there's labour involved in going out on the motorbike and bringing those cows um, into the paddock. So I guess the potential of virtual herding is that it can replace some of the fences. It's not going to replace all of them. You wouldn't use it on your boundary fence, for example, but you would use it potentially on an internal fence. And so it can be treated like a static fence, but also because it's a GPS location, trials are starting to move animals along. So by moving that GPS location over time, we can start to herd um, animals. So the animal gets a signal to say, oh, coming closer to home. That's right. So when the animal approaches the fence, it gets an audio signal, an audio cue, and then if it goes past there, it will get an electric pulse. And the electric pulse is designed to bring the animal back into what we call the inclusion zone, so where it's supposed to be. Hello, you're right. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm Andy. Hi, Damien. Hi, Damien. We're interviewing you today. Who's the doggy that's running around? That's Delilah. She's uh, she's a purebred chocolate collie, and I bought her back in May. And she's just a, a good little dog that loves chasing cattle and birds. So I don't know what she'll do if she gets one, but it'll be interesting. Does she mind crowds during Dookie Day? She does not like crowds. She gets very shy, but she does. Uh, she warms to them eventually. We have uh, a lot of students visit us here at the Dookie Dairy, and they uh, they all like her attention. Only a few of them get it though. <whistles> Lily, come, Lily. Good girl. Okay. Now introduce us to your other neighbours here. Uh, that's uh, two boa goats. They're sort of orphaned and a, a lady rang me up and asked if I could house them. So I, I can't see animals being orphaned. So yeah, I took them in and they spent a few nights watching the tally and the fire with me over winter. And, uh, and then they got a bit boisterous in the house. So they're outside goats now. What are their names? Dory and Nemo. They're twins, so Nemo's ear has been a bit stunted in growth in the womb. So that's why he got the name Nemo. And, of course, Dory is his companion. So. Oh, yes, one's got small ears. Yes, he's got one ear. His left ear is, well, it's a large amount smaller than the other. And do they mind crowds? They actually love it. They will come into the dairy in the viewing area there and they will jump up on the table and, uh, and they'll seek the attention, whereas... Delilah does not seek the attention, so it's an all-star cast here at the dairy. Come and say hello to Dory and Nemo and Delilah at the Dookie Dairy. Say that three times fast. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) What should I be looking at when I watch a robotic dairy in action? Probably one of the main things to look at every time a cow enters the dairy you'll see she's standing on that black matted area which is actually a set of scales there is a large arm that swings around which has brushes attached to it which will go in and clean and disinfect the cow's udder as well as promote oxytocin letdown which is a natural hormone which allows cows to to stimulate the milk letdown allowing ease of milk when a cow enters the robot it actually takes over 150 points of research data as well so that's awesome (laughs) can you name just a few okay so weight temperature protein butter fat conductivity there is blood cell count. There is the newer version of the robot, which we don't have, actually will do a preg test on a cow through its milk. There is the time away from the dairy, the amount of activity that the cow has, rumination minutes. Activity being, is she actually coming around to her, her cycle so we could know she's on heat and be joined? So big data meets the dairy cow. 
It does. And we're very popular with research companies as well as our own university research facilities that we have. How does the milking machine cups find the udder to get the milk? If you can see above the robot box where the cow is standing, there is a small black box with combed tops. It has a green light on it. It's a 3D camera. So the 3D camera watches the cow movement. So if the cow moves, the robotic arm will move with the cow. Also, there is a laser system in the robotic arm in front of the cups, which locates the teats. One of the most fascinating points with this is we have over 115 cows milking at the moment and have the potential to milk 180. By the end of spring we'll be milking 150 and each cow comes in and as you can see each cow has wearing a collar with a small black box on its collar. That collar does everything. So when she first has her calf and we bring her into the robot and we manually put the robotic arm in front of the udder. It then goes to work in conjunction with the 3D camera and the laser system to find those teats. It then stores that particular configuration into that collar. So here on Dookie Day, if I'm going on a bit of a scavenger hunt list about my robotic dairy experience, things I should look out for are the collar. The collar is definitely very important. The lasers. The lasers, you'll see them flickering about. What else? Well, there's the 3D camera. There's cows with blue bottoms. Why is that? Well, because we've mated those to our two bulls, which we only just purchased. They're Zuma and Noble. You may be able to spot them while you're walking around, but don't wander too far because, you know, they're not really people cows they're working bulls but if you can see the blue bums then you'll know that zuma or noble have had a date with said lady calling a date night was the right thing <laughs> can we go and interview a cow we can the white girl up the back is melody hello baby and these are our babies are they all girl babies so this particular pen here is girl babies and this is our male pen Obviously that jersey is a female, but we don't have room in our herd for jerseys because the robotic system is designed around a larger Frisian animal. Damien Finnegan, thank you. Thank you guys, it's been a pleasure. If you followed me around for a day, you'd probably never come back. Oh, it's not true, you actually secretly have fun. Oh, I do. If you're not having fun while you're working, you may as well not be working. <laughs>